the man cave. This is the only podcast that we know. Hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except our first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by debating over the latest scandals and movies and podcasts and doc series. <laughs> we never agree, but we love the hell out of each other. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Have you been watching Yellow Jackets season two? No, I have not. Did you watch? You watched season one, right? I did. Yeah. But the way that I watched Yellow Jackets, I'm trying to think if there would be a like, what would be the the equivalent for you? Maybe Succession. I'm trying to think of a show that would make you feel the way Yellow Jackets makes me feel because it's it makes me feel dirty. Like I'm I watch it, but I'm just kind of tense and I feel awful and I always feel like I don't enjoy it. I think the acting is good, but I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm just like, it feels creepy and not in a fun way for me. So so even though I I think that I can see why people love it, I was like, I get so I don't feel good after watching the show. So I haven't jumped into season two. Well, don't. I'm not so sure it's it's not living up to season one. Um, And. Yeah, it's yet another show that I feel like, oh, do I really want to keep watching? I'll probably keep going. But I gave up on Ted Lasso and I've been told (gasps) several times, go back to it, go back to it. So I'm going to go back to it. Season four of Ted Lasso didn't please me. Is that the the most recent? It is. And I just started it. And, you know, it's funny because I guess you and Patrick are like on the same page uh, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, he was a little bit like, uh, I don't know, it's a little too. I don't know. He he wasn't into it. I kind of want to keep going because I just enjoy the hell. It's so positive and Pollyanna. I enjoy it. It's lost its way for me. And it's getting way too sitcom-y shticky. Oh. With all the players and all their idiosyncrasies. It's just not true to what it was. Yeah. What was different? Like, I mean, I mean, uh, I want to unpack this. Like, what was the, was it because you were fine, still finding out about people? And it's like, it's just like a marriage, right? You get to year three and it gets boring. <laughs> is it, no, is it like that there, is it that it's becoming a little sticky that like, it feels like they're it's not. become very sticky. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing much more sitcom episodes there's an episode where all the players can't decide what to do so they don't do anything at all and they just debate and argue and that storyline is so played and i'm so sick of it um i don't like that i want to focus on ted and rebecca and keely and roy kent and jamie tart who i love yeah i don't need to know about all the players' backstories. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I feel that they thought we need to diversify these stories, so we're going to include tons of gay stories, every ethnic background, every player's going to get their own thing. Yeah. That's not what, the, what Ted Lasso started out as. Right. So I just, I want to dive deeper with the people I love. Yeah. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm sorry, Ted Lasso. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, no, we all get it. We all get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, 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 I haven't gone into it, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I really enjoy, uh, yeah, I was going to say something, to be honest. I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say something really meaningful because, but you're so pretty. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. Uh, yeah. Cause I really, I really like Ted Lasso and I want it to be, I want it to be really good. Like I want it. I, I, 
I enjoy the his. I want to know what's going to happen with his wife. Are they going to get back to that at any point? I don't know. I hope. I don't want to say anything. I mean, I've seen a few episodes of season four, so I don't want to. Okay. Spoil it for you. Um, Yeah. But it's another show that I I equate with Ted Lasso is Schitt's Creek in that they both have such a heart of gold. Yes. You know, with humor and pathos. And Schitt's Creek would have been, I would have jumped off that bandwagon if they were like, hey, a busload of new characters arrived in town. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. I want to stick with the characters I love. I agree. So. Yeah. I agree. Who do I call? I, I, a strongly worded letter is needed. <laughs> Brendan Hunt and I think you could Jason just Sudeikis. like tweet about it or, you know. Well, if I knew how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what do you think? Like, do you think writers get to the point where they're like, all right, guys, last season, you know, like, I mean, this is like some of the last episodes of our season and I'm phoning this in. Like, clearly, I can't even remember what I was going <laughs> to say. Right. Like, I'm already on to the next podcast, yes, the next sure. huge Hollywood opportunity that's being offered to me. I should check my phone in a sec. Uh, no, you know, like, I wonder if writers get a little bit like, eh, it's fine. It's good enough for the last season. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, when when you're a senior and you don't do anything the last few weeks of school? Yeah. No, that would, I guess it would be, it would have to be the exact opposite. Or maybe they get so like, yeah, we have a huge hit. We don't have to work so hard. That's a good enough joke. Like, I wonder. No, I think, I think they're doing what they feel they want to do. Yeah. And I think their mission was, hey, let's pull the the lens out and see all these other characters, yeah. all the players and all their backstories. And I don't care. That's not what I want to see. Yeah. But that's a valid thing for them to do. I get it. Well, what if the players... How dare you accuse them of slacking? What if the players sat in a in a, in a semicircle and yelled uh, curse words and insults at each other in tight dresses? Would that feel better? <laughs> That's so funny because I thought sitting in a semicircle yelling insults, I thought you were going to talk about Smartless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't, but it's a great segue. It's very well there done. There she is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I do want to talk about Smartless because I I think we're on the same page about Smartless, right? Like, I think we both equally love the podcast, don't we? I discovered Smartless around the same time that I discovered Taylor Swift's folklore. And mm-hmm. they both have this crazy, like, Nora Jones, like, audio evoking a nostalgic time for me. That was the summer I was, mm-hmm. I had just finished making my movie and I was editing my movie and like there was this really, it was a really kind of raw time. And and so, and I just loved it. It was actually a, a podcast. It, it got me turned on to podcasting more because I enjoyed listening to them talk. And there was this weird feeling where I was like, I actually feel like I'm just hanging out with these guys. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Which is what we always hope people feel about us. Absolutely. But- I loved Smartless in the beginning. It was a lifeline in the pandemic. I loved it. I have tired of it. I only listen to select episodes now when I'm really excited about the guest, which is rare because it tends to just be their white, male, successful, middle-aged friends. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, I, and I think they are, it's exactly how this documentary series about the Smartless tour starts. My complaint about them is they are out of touch. They don't remember a time when they weren't rich and famous. They make fun of things that I think are, I find insensitive of them. This thing starts with them on a private jet 
ordering surf and turf. It does. <laughs> and they feel very entitled and comfortable with that. And they're, they don't seem grateful and happy and excited. They seem slightly annoyed at some of their yeah. levels of luxury and comfort. Uh-huh. And that's the essential problem with smart lists for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, because I think it's interesting because like on the one hand, I hear I hear what you're saying because on the one hand, you're like, yeah, good luck. Good fucking luck with all that. Like you have nothing really to complain about. But on the other hand, I go, oh, wow, you have nothing to complain about. Like part of me feels like I would kill to be in that position. I I, I want to beat yeah, them on some level, right? So getting to hang out with them, there's a part of me that's like this guilty pleasure. Maybe in an interesting way, maybe a little bit like succession was for me. Like on some level, even though you know me, I would live in a yurt. I don't, I'll eat canned beans and live in a yurt with no technology and praise trees. And that's going to be one stinky yurt. Yeah. It's going to be a very powerful (laughs) yurt. It's like, yeah, but, but watching the private jets and the famous friends and the dinners at Jennifer Aniston's house and all that, there's a part of me that goes, oh my God, what would that be like? And, and, and it's exciting Mm -hmm. to me and I don't get like, oh, you're shitty and privileged and. I, I, which normally I would, because there's a lot of white men. Like I roll my eyes all the time. I'm like, oh, the top producers and the, and when you see the people who are running everything, you're like, yeah, it's all white men, and they're all giving other other white men their jobs. And I've had plenty of that. I don't feel that way about Smartless for some reason, because I, I think they do get pretty vulnerable on this. Like not all the time, but later. Did you watch more than one episode? I did. I watched several. Oh, okay. They, and they are very, very, very charming. And that's why they get away with everything. Yeah. You know, even when they're saying things that I don't agree with or they're acting in a way I disapprove of. What's but they're the, so damn charming. Yeah. The one time I was like, uh-oh, that's not a good look, is when they were talking about the driver in D.C. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah, they were really... Bateman was quite rude to him. <laughs> He was... And it didn't come across as funny. It came across as... Well, there's mean. sometimes when I wonder if he's not on edibles or something. Like, sometimes he gets a little bit of an edge that's just a little mean girly, even on the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he sounds like he's a little stoned, and he and that's his go-to, I think. But I can't oh, really tell. I don't think that. Oh, really? Right. Well, somebody on edibles wouldn't be mean and edgy, they would be relaxed, right? Well, it depends. I mean, I guess different, like some people are the happiest drunks ever. And you're like, I know you're an alcoholic, but please have a drink (laughs) because they're (laughs) their best selves when they're drunk. And then some people you're like, oh shit, (sighs) somebody, you know, Donna has a margarita. Fuck, everybody run, right? Yep. (laughs) So, Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bateman isn't very likable. Will Arnett is likable. You know, yeah. there's something about him that even though he's caustic and, you know, it, he yeah. loves insult humor, loves he's likable yeah. in his in in his ways. Sean Hayes is lovable. You look at his face and you feel I feel the warm fuzzies for Sean Hayes. He's amazing. Bateman yeah. is coming across as unlikable. I think that's, that's so my funny. personal opinion. Here's what I think is so funny because you I, disagree. Well, I I do disagree, but I also am laughing because I specifically was watching this thinking, I can't believe that Mandy like has found her her new best friend, like her equal and opposite love. Not because of the stuff that you're talking about, but because he loves talking about food. Salad. 
Oh, yeah. I know. His, I, look, his salad and he the and I are very salad compatible. Eat and the way he needs the things set up at a certain place. And, and, uh, like, I, I was like, oh my God, it's her dream companion. Like, if she wasn't married to Jeremy, she would definitely live a long, happy life with Jason Bateman. And they could talk about what, when they're eating and what they're Salads. eating. Yeah. Right. For the rest of their days. And even like, I loved all the talk about the pooping too. You're no stranger to that. Yeah. Well, so I wrote 15 minutes in and they have only talked about food. Oh, wait, now they're talking about shitting. These are my people. That's what I wrote. There you go. Yes. In fact, if I if I may, there is a quote. Mm. Oh, in this. OK, so this one is where I couldn't get the how far in we are. But there's 32 minutes left, 32 minutes, 12 seconds around there where they are talking about shitting in the middle of the day. And Will Arnett has a really, really funny description of Jason Bateman, which I thought was great. So could you play that clip, Pete? You know what, I was thinking about this because you mentioned this the other day as well to me, Jason. You're like, well, you don't shower after you poop. And I'm like, who showers after they poop? That's, no, no, what, you just, well, what kind of damage just are you shower, doing in it? No, no, all you need to do is just shower at the top of the day and make sure your poop precedes that. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so I mean. So wake up, have some coffee. But stuff happens, empty yourself, literally shit happens. Then. So then shower, dress, and and drive to work. Well, where, you, what? I'm, I like I have a nine to five job. Well, yeah, wherever you're going, about? can't you just wake up a couple hours before you're supposed to be there? Get your business handled. You know, with you your. You never had a situation where you've had to go in the middle of the day. You know who shits in the middle of the day? People that don't get up in time to take care of their business in the morning. <laughs> so you go, you do your business in the morning, and then you take a shower, and then you're all good for the whole day. Yeah, and that's it. I'm, I don't, I don't have. So but he doesn't much. consume. He doesn't consume any. Yeah, food. I don't eat so much food in the middle of the day that I have to create more room by pushing stuff out of me. <laughs> okay, why don't you just try eating a little bit less, and you only shit once a day? <laughs> and by the way, I think I'm similar to most people walking the planet i know you think that yeah but i don't think you are mm. also you're asking like the questions of like a wide-eyed nine-year-old right now <laughs> <laughs> i won't be showering tonight you'll shower tonight i'm gonna take a bath tonight because because uh a bath yeah he's like you're talking like a wide-eyed nine-year-old i thought that was so funny and such an accurate description of the way he talks about stuff yeah well, Bateman, I wrote, Bateman is like my Nana in so many ways. <laughs> he's so particular. Yeah. He's so opinionated. Yes. If he has a theory, like, you have to shower after you poop every time. Who does that? Like, it, and it's, as the episodes went on, I was like, yep, Nana. He is get. oh, but, he has an eating disorder like my Nana. Uh, right. But he, he, that's why I think Will Arnett balances him out, like, the thing I like about him is he owns all of that. He doesn't deny any of it. He has a very playful, like he owns that he's worried about, you know, his, the salt, the puffiness, the, but also just anything. Like Will Arnett calls him stupid a million times during this whole thing and calls him a dumbass. And is like, what are you, what the fuck? You're so fucking out of touch. And he laughs because he knows like, Look at how he was raised. Like, look at how, look at what his life has been. I mean, honestly, aside from, uh oh, honey, you you can't say that about a driver. Like, you can't, you know, they, they it got mm -hmm. from like laughing about how slow the guy was going to being a little bit like, hey, princess, did your, 
your plane didn't show up on time and like normal things happen to celebrities too. Is that what it is? But I didn't find that colored the whole experience. But they give each other so much crap. But what I love about it is it it feels very loving. And, And another thing I'll say, not disagreeing with you, I hear what you're saying, but like what I love about it is I think it models male friendship in this way. I really thought about this. I was like, you know, I don't know a lot of guys that have friends like this. And I think that they have their insult thing. That's how they say, I love you. Like they totally love each other so clearly. Totally. Totally. It's just, their dynamics are really interesting. And this is a real glimpse into the reality of what they did. They set out to take Smartless on the road, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go to live venues. And you see how some of them are take charge. Some of them are ner- more nervous. Uh, the whole thing starts with the three of them being a bundle of nerves, which was yeah. a great start. Because yeah. you don't think of these three polished performers being nervous. But their dynamics with each other are really interesting and heartwarming. They clearly would, you know, live and die for each other, which I love. Yeah. Um, it's similar to the podcast. Sean Hayes is always just laughing. He's not an insult humor guy. He tries, but it's not his thing. And my summary of their dynamic is that like Will Arnett is our lead character and Sean is on one shoulder trying to get him to be good and Jason's on the other trying to get him to be bad <laughs> and they're fighting for his soul. He's Will Arnett's so different. He's so playful and kind with Sean Hayes. And then he's so acerbic and awful with Jason Bateman. At times, I'm not, I'm not saying genuinely yeah. awful. I'm yeah. just saying his personality is going to like, you fuck off. You, I love you. You know, that's funny. I think like, because he gets really gets into Sean a lot on the podcast. I think there's a more of that like, Sean, fucking like, is that your question? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great way to open. Yeah. Like he does do right. a, a lot of that. And I think he doles it out pretty equally. But like, I think you're right. Like you look at Sean Hayes and you're like, oh my God, he's so lovable. Like he's just, he's having a great time. It doesn't bother him at all. They do talk about his dad a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And then, hilarious. did you see the episode? I think it's episode four where they really get into it. Like Sean really talks about his childhood and Jason Bateman talks about his childhood and Will Arnett talks about his and it's really interesting. Like, again, there is that whole thing of like, right, you're on a private jet talking about how you're raised. Like, you're fine now. Right. But none of them right. had any real, they all were a real, a really kind of like, yeah, and you get over stuff. But it was interesting mm-hmm. to hear Sean Hayes, like, grew up in chaos. He had a single mom, you know, dad left with five kids. He had no money for, like, he didn't eat breakfast or lunch. And at school, sometimes mm-hmm. his kids would give him lunch and he would be kind of embarrassed about it, but he would also be hungry. And it was just a, you don't think about that, right? He talked right. about like coming out and when his, you know, his mom was like, well, you're going to hell and, you know, and like basically disowned him. And it, it was so interesting because then he's like, yeah, but you know, she's the best mom ever. She got over it. And Will was like, yeah, how long mm-hmm. did that take? He's like, yeah, about two years. And I was like, oh my God. And he just brushes it off. Yeah. Like, even with his dad, he did go to visit his dad at one point. And he says, why oh, do he did? Yeah. He and his sister go to visit his dad to reconnect, uh-huh. which is funny because in the podcast, it's always like he just, you know, you don't know that he, you just think he's gone forever and ever. Uh-huh. And it, um, in the, uh, 
so he and his sister go to visit him and he's like, so why'd you leave? And his sister's like, what the fuck? Like, soften the blow a little bit. He goes, what? I didn't, I didn't come to ask like whether he likes, you know, ketchup on his French fries. Like, I want to know, like, what was his deal? And right. his dad was raised by, uh, you know, horrible alcoholics who put him Ugh. in an orphanage when he was, you know, so he was not raised with any kind of parenting. Like, it's, it's, it's really kind of interesting when you hear the whole story. It puts someone who you look at as like, oh my God, you're so famous and you've made more money than God. And like, why don't you spend some time in a soup kitchen and not on a private plane? But you look at the context of their lives and you go like, right, you're just a human being, like all of us. Mm -hmm. And you actually had it much harder than I did. I mean, not me personally, because, mm -hmm. you know, but. <laughs> you win. You always do. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's kind of, yeah, there's, uh, there's some interesting yeah. details. I, and I'm finding it very enjoyable. I wrote at one point, I wish I had a cold, so I had a reason to just watch the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I am enjoying some of the, watching them planning the show. And should we talk to the audience? I don't think so. I think we should just, as if we're podcasting, forget that the audience is there. And they're figuring it out as they go. But it's yeah. also strange that they started this tour without having a plan. Well, what the hell, right? Why didn't you know this before you walked out? They're talking about this on like on their way to the venue for the first time. Yeah, they are. That's true. And don't you have a producer saying, guys, here's how it's all going to go. You're going to go out. You're going to introduce. You're going to. But they don't seem to have that producer. They have a tour manager, but they don't have someone guiding them. No, I wonder. And it's, yeah, I wonder if it's a little bit like they did. They said at one point. <laughs> I think they, they what what they alluded to was that because the podcast is completely improvisational, right? There's no mm -hmm. planning involved with that. That they, mm -hmm. I mean, they had obviously figured out that they were going to keep the guests secret, and they had to mm -hmm. have some sort of system on how that was going to work that the other two wouldn't know about the guest. Mm -hmm. So they had figured out some things, but it sounds to me like what they were trying to do truly was recreate the podcast experience, which is so like, I show mm -hmm. up, I talk, I don't know. But then, right. because there's a whole stage part involved, there there was a little bit, like they had to figure out the details that you go, oh, well, it is different than a podcast. I love that they did show some kind of boner moves, right? Like they show when uh, Jason Bateman invites a guest that, is super smart, um, but a physicist and slash scientist yeah. slash genius from was it Boston or DC when he did that? MIT was in Boston. Okay, right, and he's a MIT. local local boy done good, and invites this guy, and you could tell, like, I mean, I before they even reveal then what happens after, you know, twenty seconds into it was like, well, this is a big dud. If I had paid money for this yep. ticket, I would have been like, yep. oh, come on. And he stood by his decision, but he got real shit for it because... They all did. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad for that scientist whose name I didn't write down. Right? Because he's watching the series and he's being blamed for their big dud of a show and they never should have had him on. And then at the next one, somebody said, that was a cancellation from a big star, right? So you just desperately reached out to that guy. Why the hell was that guy? People were livid that yeah. it wasn't a big star. Yeah, which, which they've I, done on the podcast. But if you've paid however many hundreds per ticket and you, right, you've yeah, gone out, I would be pissed too. I don't want to watch a, a scientist <laughs> be interviewed by these numbnuts. Well, in their first season, that's really, 
that was the whole thing is they wanted people smarter than them. They didn't want to just do celebrities. Mm -hmm. That's always been the thing that they wanted to do. But then it just Mm -hmm. turned into famous people because that's who they know. Mm -hmm. And then they shoot the shit. And then you feel like you're just hanging out with a bunch of fun, smart actors (laughs) who are also really good friends because, you know, you just get to be like this quiet person at at a dinner party. Um, right. Yeah. They, yeah. They got a lot of they got a lot of flack for that. There's even after the that one show, I think that was in maybe Chicago. Somebody was like, I'm sorry, I came. And that was after a whole different guest because they had. Oh, no, sorry. It was oh. Brooklyn. Yeah. After the Brooklyn episode, they were in New York and they had AOC on as a guest. AOC. Yes. And, and Bradley Cooper as a random Popeye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which was pretty great. Not Popeye like Popeye's chicken or Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> Pop by. Although there was just plenty of fried chicken consumed during this show and beyond. Not by Jason. No, he would not eat a fried well, item. That's the beautiful thing about his character arc in this series is he starts off as a <laughs> salad guy and by the end he's eating burgers and he's eating hoagies. <gasps> oh yeah, for sure. No. It's dramatic. He has opinions oh, on waffle fries versus curly fries. Oh, I'm being a hundred percent serious. You oh, see, now I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta watch. Okay, you know what? You know, it's one of those, I think you guys are having like one of those, you know, romantic comedy things where like at first yeah, she Sam can't stand him and by mm-hmm. the end she realizes he's her soulmate, you know. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but there was a woman who was like, I'm sorry I came and she yells it at the, at the thing. He, and, and, at the, at the car. As they're leaving, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And Will Arnett's like, okay. And I thought, wow, it is one of those things where you go, yeah, you you guys may be famous, but still as a creative, you're still going to get cremated. People are still going to yeah. decide that you've done it wrong. And it's so unfair. And and like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. To have it a... affects them too. They are upset about it. They don't sure. have the, well, you win some, you lose some, who cares mentality. They are like, what have we done? And yeah, they talk about it a lot afterward. Yeah. I just feel so bad for that guy. I know. That scientist guy. I feel so bad. There was only one guest that I don't know if they got shit for it. Uh, but I don't watch. Do you watch Shark Tank? No. You may not have seen this episode, but um uh-uh. they had the billionaire guy from Shark Tank. I, I don't remember his name. Mark Cuban. Oh, well, there you go. You know. Is him. it Mark Cuban? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. that was one bit where I was like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. too. I mean, look, if you're a Shark Tank fan, I'm sure you're watching that going, yes. But there was something right. very like, they were like, when did you first know you were a billionaire? And he's like, mm-hmm. he's really excited about being as stupidly wealthy as he is, you know. And for all I know, he's yeah, he, a huge philanthropist and an amazing guy. I hope so. He, I mean, he's a big star. He's not just Shark Tank. Like, if I know who he is, I don't watch Shark Tank, but Mark Cuban is a well known, he's like a Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know, character before Zuckerberg was yeah on the scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is just the he came across to me as like the most out of touch white mm-hmm. male <laughs> privilege like and I I get it. Like he's so excited about being so rich and so smart and and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm amazing. I'm just super smart and I'm just amazing and I'm rich as hell. He's write a big check. I bought a basketball team. Like he's that guy. Yeah. And it was a little bit like, oh, because you didn't get to see the human yeah. part of him. You just see billionaire guy. And yeah. so it was a little, it was a little gross. I mean, I need, I need the balance. 
I mm-hmm. I couldn't, I don't want to begrudge them their private jets because I will say I'm an environmentalist, but boy, that private jet experience looked real nice. I'm not going to do it. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. You're not going to do it. No, I'm not. Don't, don't start coming at her at Mandy Fab <laughs> on Instagram. She's not going to do it, folks. I'm definitely not going to do it, but it looked real sweet. Like, you know, the landing, <laughs> one minute before the landing, they're like, okay, guys, just keep in your seats. And there was none of that. Yep. Move your tray table. Do you have your seatbelt on? Can oh. you get your purse under the chair? Yes. Oh, no. you know, that stuff is exhausting. We have it rough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, what did you think of the music of on the show? So interesting. So there's this black and white look and feel, this classic kind of like they were doing a, a docu-series on a really important topic, and then they chose to do classical kind of music, right? Like Smartless it's as like a... It's like freeform jazz. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I personally really enjoyed it, but I really liked that music. Like it's very... It feels very Woody Allen, yeah. Uh, very kind of, uh, yeah, like New York. It felt like New York, like a New York documentary on Woody Allen or something. It felt that to me, and I liked it. What did you think? I wrote, "Ugh, the music. It is so sad and loud, like a French museum performance art piece." <laughs> well, it, I did. I hate it. I did question why they were doing it because I'm like, and they That's keep more using it, and it's always loud when it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. There's no drama on the show. And no, it's just that it's so strange. Well, and then I thought, are they trying to sort of do this thing where they're playing against what's going on? Because it's just three guys shooting the shit. Like, are they trying to pull out something that feels more like, honestly, I was watching it going, oh, this is the kind of thing that you would like the Beatles get back documentary where you would watch this and go, oh, remember when they were doing like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, oh, I'm was, sorry, sorry. You said Beatles documentary, and I fell asleep. <laughs> we all Ooh. see. I had we had the same experience where you were like boring, and I was like, I just wanted to spend time with the Beatles. I don't care how fast right. it moved. Right. Some of the right. episodes are cut really fast, which I don't enjoy. I I I like the I like the pace, but some of the episodes, a guest says something. And I, they're clearly going to finish the thought and then they cut to something else. And I don't, I don't like it. Like, it's a they, little too choppy. I would rather them sit in the interviews, but they don't want to. I think it's intentional. They want us to buy tickets to the next tour and not feel like, well, I've already seen this. Or, you know, it oh, just, yeah. it, it, they are not letting us enjoy these interviews. Yeah. And the, the way Letterman comes out and the uh Sean Hayes and Will Arnett are so blown away and so excited about Letterman. It is adorable. Yeah. Their faces are like, oh, we have David Letterman here. They both revere him. And then we barely see the interview. It's disappointing. Yeah. yeah I want to see true. it. On the flip side, we didn't have to sit through the too much of the scientist guy. <laughs> That's true. They did so. not they did not over overplay that one at all. <laughs> yeah. Just enough to let you know, oh, this may not have gone so well. And then to have that fact mm-hmm. confirmed. Yes. Uh, did you see the um did you see the episode where they have a fake name at the hotel and Jason calls oh, to yeah. order food and yeah. they go, Yes, what well, can I get for you, Mr. Um guy? And uh-huh. what they've done is they put first initial D and then this name is Um Guy. <laughs> and I thought yes. 
that's kind of a fun little thing that you wouldn't know. You know, like it makes me want to use a, a pseudonym like at the next time I go to a hotel. Sure. Like what if the paparazzi yeah. is following us, you know? It, they might be. What would your you don't know. What would your fake name be? <laughs> um, Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, a good that one. would defeat the purpose, right? <laughs> well, unless your purpose <laughs> that would, is might to have get, the, I think you're on the opposite effect. I think you're on to something, actually. You know what I mean? Like, why not be like Tom mm-hmm. Cruise? <laughs> right, exactly. Ryan Gosling. Yep. Um, yeah, I, that's a goal yeah. you set and you get right. I want to be famous enough or successful enough that I need a fake name at a hotel. It's interesting because I. I I don't know if I want to be that famous, except maybe I just want I'd love to be able to just fart funny things and then have people go, oh, God, can we make more of those and have a docuseries? <laughs> that is something I go, that's sweet, man. That's nice to just well, hang out and be funny and get paid for it like that. It's like, wow. Yeah. Well, Patrick is famous. I mean, does it bother you when people come over to your table or want to chat with him or no not at all because um because he loves it like he's so good at that he's, he's so good so at respectful it. oh my god he takes so pictures he'll take it. people's phones and like do a video he's like what's your kid's uh-huh. name brian okay you know and then he'll do a little yeah he's so generous oh about ryan it. he did it for ryan yeah. oh, i hate that i kid. know he owes me money oh. um yeah. there was one time i will say we were at a restaurant and i was starving like starving and uh it was an hour and a half because it was a film festival oh. and everybody knew that he oh. was going to be there. And there was uh-huh. a line of people and there was no one handling it. And we had, I had to wait like no kidding an hour and a half until I got to eat and I was yeah. starving. And <laughs> so I got really, ladies and gentlemen, she gets very cranky when she's hungry. She gets angry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I get I've real seen that. precious and I'm like, enough, enough. You need to come eat. Enough. Yeah. I'm protecting you now. And yeah. by protecting you, I mean right. protecting you from me. Let's sit down and eat. Yes. And all these people can yeah. take your picture tomorrow. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that was the first time I ever got a little bit like Jason Bateman's wife who would get to meet on this tour. And I'm a little jealous of her because she gets to dress him like a little doll. <laughs> she And I'm sorry, what's her name? Her name. It's Amanda. Yes, Amanda. Yes. So she's, she's an one official of Mandy. I yes. know. Amanda Anka. Yeah, she's really nice and fun and funny. And she gets to laugh at all their jokes. Mm -hmm. And then she gets to pick out his clothes and he actually wears them. And it's really cute watching the two of them. Because Patrick does not let me pick out his clothes. I mean, you know him, right? You could pick him out of a crowd because he wears the same thing every day. He dresses like a homeless person. No, at Miscast, he dressed like a French thief. (laughs) In a black turtleneck. Well, yes, he wears either. Well, when he's going out someplace nice, he wears the black T-shirt or turtleneck and the black pants. And mm-hmm. then when he's mm-hmm. every other day of the week, he wears these like free fly hoodies and shorts. And he yeah. it's like he's mm-hmm. always just come out of the ocean. That's just what he wears. Yes. So yeah. the uh, but but, you know, back in the day, he would do a photo shoot or something and he'd be like in this really hip, cool seersucker suit. And he'd be like, does this look good? And I'm like, Yes. Yes, more of that. You are a TV star. You should wear those things. And he never does. Even if he gets it, yeah. it sits in his closet. He's like, oh, the hoodie's good. And he'll wear stained, ripped ones, too. It's like, it's one of the few reasons where I'm absolutely sure he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from other behaviors. See, and the, 
the jury's still out for me and Patrick. We'll, we'll talk about it off, off air. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh, uh, once you, did you, did you warm up, like, after you got over the whole, because I had the same reaction when I saw it. I was like, oh, private planes and private cars. And this is really, you know what I mean? No, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it like you enjoy um, candy. It's, yeah. It goes down easy. It's fun. It's, you know, I, I enjoyed it and I would watch more. And I did. I kind of got a little obsessed about it. Um, well, great. Do you want to, you want to give it a good old man job? Do you want to give yeah. it there? Yeah. I mean, I'll give it 3.75. Dang. Man jobs. You really thought about this. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to give it five because. I'm a fan and I like it. Like, I'm a, I think I'm a super fan. All right. I think I'm a super fan. Not, but not in a crazy, like, I'm going to yell at their limo as they're driving away or, you know, ask them to sign anything. Not like that. But I think I'm really right. a super, I think I really love their faces and I, I, I love their old schoolness and I love their careers and I love how supportive they mm-hmm. are of each other and how they have such a good friendship and they rib each other, but it doesn't, like, nobody ever gets their butt burned, which I think right. is really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Now, do, has Patrick ever met or worked with any of them? Does he have oh, any inside knowledge I'm of them? I'm sure. You know what? I'm sure he has. I, I know he was on Will and Grace. I don't know if his scene... But he only did a scene with Deborah Messing. I just oh. saw it recently. Oh, you know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I imagine yeah. he met Sean Hayes, but maybe not. Um, I don't know that he has ever worked with any of them. Now that All I right. think about it, because he wasn't... No, I don't think so. But I'll ask him. All right. I know that... Let's get uh, some inside stories if we well, can. I got to meet uh sort of sort of sort of side meet. We didn't really meet, but Jason Bateman came up to Patrick at the SAG Awards and said, like, mm-hmm. love your show. And uh it was very cool to be like, oh my God, that's wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Jason yeah. Bateman. And I do know Amanda sort of loosely. Like, I I, I met her oh. through a friend one time, and then I saw her years later at a restaurant with another friend, and I was standing there awkwardly for a while when my friend was talking to her, and I was like, I know her, but I don't know if she remembers me. And then I saw her at mm-hmm. the SAG Awards, and I also didn't say hello. And then finally, I just emailed her. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so awkward every time it comes up because I don't know if you remember me and I don't want to put you on the spot, but here we go. I just wanted to say you look lovely and it was nice to see you. And she's like, of course I remember you, you dick. She didn't call me a dick, but she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I just wanted to have this conversation so that if I see you again, which who knows when that would be, I'm not like this weird, awkward, I don't know if she remembers me, girl. Right. Uh, right. Uh, let's call it out. So awkward. I'm so awkward in those things. Um, but not here. Anyway, let's not be awkward. Let's let's share uh, the real stars of this podcast and tell people who makes this stuff happen. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, music by Ian Post, and engineering by the fabulous Pete Wright. And guys, uh, if you want to do something really special today, don't give your money to the children. Give it to us, for God's sake. We have a summer break coming up. And we have a lot of travel and there may be a private jet in my future. So go on mancave.com slash Fandy and please join us. It's five bucks a month. And in all seriousness, it's great. You're supporting our podcast and you are uh, getting some pretty cool bonus stuff if I do say so myself. There's episodes, there's uh, birthday messages. It's a sweet private club deal. 
If you do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, like Cam, Bone, Thugs, and Harmony, that's a great name. Yes. Uh, says the Mandys have such a great rapport and they balance each other out so well. The show is witty, informative, charming, and wholesome. Half the time, winky face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Cam Bone Thugs and Harmony. Thank you. We Cam really appreciate the, the reviews and the and the participation. Yeah, and I appreciate that you said bone in your username. Way to go, Cam huh. Bone. Way to go. Yes. And um, get your merch at mancave.com slash merch. Yeah. And I then I think that's summer all the tees. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So summer teas makes, makes me feel fine. Wearing like all the mantis wagon. What? Blowing like the jazz man in my mind. Oh, jazz you are on yeah. fire today. Some, You know, you just gave me a great idea. At some point, we got to do a game where we put Mandy in a bunch of titles, right? Perfect. Just randomly. we haven't. I know. I can't we believe we haven't done that game. We did it with the word fist. Many we? years ago, we would put the word fist, <laughs> adventures and baby fisting. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Oh, God. We are manned ventures and baby fisting. Okay. So. Adventures in Mandy Fisting. That's what it is. Okay. Anyway, that we should rename the podcast. I declare it right now. New artwork. Okay. So <laughs> I have a game, obviously. This is the most obvious because I assigned this to you, the Smartless docuseries. I, I was like, what game am I going to do? And then I was like, this is the most obvious game on the planet. I could not even think one step beyond this. Obviously, the game. Twister. That's a good guess, but no. Fuck, Mary kill. Obviously, oh, right? Obviously, This is yes. a threesome. We are going to fuck, Mary kill a whole lot of stuff. You ready? Yes. Okay, so... We we played fuck, Mary kill last week, which, so you're stealing my ideas, but I stole no. Mad Libs from you, so don't worry about it. You Go did, ahead. and we didn't do the whole fuck, Mary kill. That was one question okay. in your game, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I feel like this is... Right. There's no other game I could possibly do from this except to make you like creatively order french fries you know or something <laughs> chocolate cake and a shake i don't know yeah we got to stop talking about the food i'm getting so I'm hungry i'm so hungry I'm my starving. stomach is rumble yeah 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 i know yeah. no i hear it. Yeah. i hear it. all right yeah i don't want to get hangry so let's do this all right fuck mary kill the obvious choice we got sean jason and will fuck mary kill let's do this i'm killing bateman i'm fucking arnett and i'm marrying the hell out of sean hayes oh just the yeah. music the music and the singing and the dancing we would do. Yeah. What about you? Oh, God. I would marry Will Arnett. Okay. Uh, and that's interesting. Although he smokes, that makes it tough. You're right. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be contrary because it's our brand. But you're absolutely <laughs> right. You got to fuck Will Arnett. You got to kill Bateman because he's had such a good run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why Why not? Yes. I feel like have him Seinfeld and go out on top. Yes. He wants to, he always asks people about their ambition and what they want to do next. And I think he's also very tired. So for him yes. to go out <laughs> at this top, the peak of his game, I'm sorry for Amanda, but you know, I can, I'll be there for her. We so, can give her a spot yeah. in, in, right here in the Zoom <laughs> on the man's cave. Great. Fine. Um, she She'll can be come great. on our yeah. next tour, our live show tour. Um, and yes. then, yeah, you marry Sean because who wouldn't want to listen to him play piano all day? Which I did enjoy that in the docuseries and playing pianos beyond. Me too. Okay. Next, fuck, Mary kill. You ready? Hillary yes. Clinton, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders. 
killing Sanders for sure. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was an obvious I'm one. I'm going to... F- oh, I mean... It's hard, right? I, yeah. could, I could do some dirty things to Obama, so I'm going to fuck him. Okay, yeah. And I'll marry sense. Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, you know what? <sighs> I hate to say it, but I think... I- I think that you're right again. And I would also do the same. And I would marry Hillary. And I would love it because also, like, she's very patient, you know? And I think I... Very forgiving of all your indiscretions. Yes. I think I need someone who's going to support me no matter what. Although, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't... I Actually, wait, I'm going to reverse it because here's the thing. I think it would be... I think fucking Hillary Clinton, like, she'd have a lot of nice things to say. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think she'd be very appreciative. But Barack Obama is, like, real fun. And if you could have him every day of your life, why wouldn't you? But I wouldn't home wreck because I think he has a perfect marriage. So there you go. Right. All right. You ready? Uh, yes. Quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. Yep. Okay. Because w- you said Tom Brady. I'm like, kill. Right. That's a given. Yep. But then you said Aaron Rodgers. He's dead. Yeah. He's gone. Yep. I hate that man so deeply. Yeah. So I would hate fuck Tom Brady and it would be good. <laughs> I would hate fuck him. It'd be a great story to tell him back in Massachusetts, eh? Yeah? Yar? Why are you doing a Minnesota <laughs> accent for Massachusetts, eh? Like, I can't do Massachusetts. I don't have it in my brain. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I would hate fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. <laughs> and I have always wanted to marry Peyton Manning. I had a dream once that I was like running away with him. We were planning our escape and I was saying to him, but Peyton, I don't want to hurt Jeremy. <gasps> I was I, like Sandoval. I didn't mean to hurt Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, of course. You just um, had a vibe that he didn't want to know. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I love Peyton Manning. I think he's goofy and funny and I yeah. love him. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. Okay, ready? Now we're going to do yes. pop superstars. Beyonce, Madonna, Taylor Swift. I'm making this really hard. Like, who do you kill? You are. Well, I'm fucking Beyonce. Who wouldn't fuck Beyonce? (laughs) And I love Taylor Swift, so I'm marrying her. Uh, And we're going to have paper rings, like in the song. (laughs) We're going to make paper. I'd marry her with paper rings. Yep. And that means I get to kill Madonna, which I'm okay with. Yeah. She's had a good run. She's had a good run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. That's kind of ageist, but you know, uh, I'm going to flip flop just to make it interesting. Uh, I'm going to marry Beyonce because I feel like she needs someone to treat her like the queen she is, who's going to be faithful to her. That would be me. I would never cheat on Beyonce. But you would cheat on Hillary. You are the height of hypocrisy. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I just... Be consistent. Stop flip-flopping. You know how they say you create your own reality, okay? And Hillary... They do Something about Hillary is creating cheater. So, you know, it's not me. I'm just responding to her vibration. Um, All right. She's manifesting me cheating on her. Anyway, I went back and fucked her, if you don't recall. So, anyway. So, I would marry Beyonce... I would fuck Taylor Swift, but that's only because I really want her to write a song about me. And she only writes about heartbreak. Yeah. And I love her songwriting yeah. so much. And I love her so much. It Just would be, be gentle. She's so bony. Oh, Just be careful. I would be so gentle. I feel like she'd be all elbows and angles and... Just be gentle. Yeah. I but then and then Terrible. also it might get me a lunch with like Jake Gyllenhaal where we could discuss like what it was like to be one of Taylor's, uh, you know, big heartbreaks. Oh, I'm sure there's a support group. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, ready? These are just random. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have to justify them. Hawaii, New York, Boston. Uh, 
I, I mean, I'd kill Hawaii. I don't care about it. <gasps> uh, uh, fuck New York. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boston's my heart. Okay. So. Interesting. Well, my hat. I, yeah. I would fuck Hawaii and uh, I'd marry New York. But uh, I'm sorry, Boston. I know. Sorry, Boston. Okay. Hamilton next to normal Avenue Q. I love all of those so deeply. I, I know this hurts me. I know it's. I can't. I'm not. I can't kill one. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm marrying them all. You're passing. <laughs> passing. I'm marrying them all. You're ma- You're marrying all of them. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I'd probably fuck all of them. But you know, that's we're different. <laughs> okay. Ready? Great sitcom characters: Michael Scott, George Costanza, Chandler Bing. I would marry Chandler. Mm-hmm. No, I would marry. Oh, yeah. I'm killing. Who was the third one you said? Uh, Chandler Bing, George Costanza, no, Michael I, Scott. Oh, killing Costanza. That's easy. <laughs> I guess I would uh, marry Michael Scott and fuck Chandler Bing. <laughs> Chandler Bing would work hard in bed, I feel. Uh, he would work hard. I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. I'd marry Chandler. I'd fuck Michael Scott because he would be so grateful. You know what I mean? And I'd also kill George. I feel Costanza. like Chandler would too. Now let's go the yeah. other way: Liz Lemon, Elaine Venice, and Rachel Green. I'm marrying Liz Lemon. Yeah, I I would fuck uh, Elaine because uh-huh. I find Julia Louis Dreyfus so hot. Yeah, like I I oh, oh yeah, grab your hair hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, she oh is God. Yeah, uh, and I could do without Rachel Green. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. We're on the same page. Okay, last one. Last one. I don't. We won't beat this to yeah. death. We're just. No. Yeah. Last one. Smartless, Bad Dates, Twin Flames. Which podcast would you fuck, marry, uh, or kill? I would marry Bad Dates. Makes me laugh. <gasps> oh. I would fuck Twin Flames because it got me hot, and I'm killing Smartless. <laughs> oh, it's Sorry, Smartless. Okay, okay. I'm a little different. I would marry Smartless, fuck Bad Dates, and I would kill Twin Flames. Even though it was a very good, it was a very good, uh, very good. Well, it was, it was predatory. It felt bad. You know, it felt bad. Like hearing all those people, you know. But the cult, those stupid people gave their money. No, they're, they're garbage. Okay. So, yes. uh, How fortuitous that you ended on a podcast because I'm assigning you a podcast. Oh, fantastic. And it is the most appropriate podcast for you and me and this, uh, podcast to review or to listen to. It was suggested by our dear friend Megan. Mm -hmm. It is called Scamanda. (laughs) No, it is not. It is called Scamanda. (gasps) Well, fantastic. And it is a new podcast, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Have you listened to it at all? Oh, you're fresh But I listened to the trailer. Okay. I listened to the trailer, so I know it's, it's got lots of twists and turns, and I'm excited. All right. Well, I'm getting on a plane, so we'll get in there. Have a safe flight. Thank you. Wheels up. (laughs) It's a public plane, by the way. (laughs) For those who are wondering, it is a very public (laughs) Public plane. plane. All right. (laughs) Love you. Love you. 